it's your man, Jay Boogie, and welcome to the Jay Gray's Report Podcast, presented by Wingstop Shelby Street at 7711 South Shelby Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, just north of the Greenwood Park Mall. Now, you in the Saturday morning drive with your man now. It's a little cold on a Saturday morning today. <laughs> your boy had to put a hat and gloves on before this doggone heat turn up. 36 degrees this morning in Indianapolis. Now, I know a lot of you boys down in Atlanta and, and all over the country. You gotta, gotta, it's warm. It's nice. Hey, but this is the Midwest player. This is how we get out. All the trees about to be bare. <laughs> I got to spend the rest of my Saturday afternoon getting leaves up. And I've been getting leaves up all week. Crazy. But let's talk about the sports this week. Hey, we got to start off with the Friday night roundup, the Friday night mix. Hey, the mix was nuts last night. We had a couple of shockers go down in high school uh, football this, this weekend. Ben Davis went over to North Central. Now, Ben Davis came in and joined like three and five. North Central, six and two. North Central's at the crib. First. Opening kickoff, Dunn takes it 94 yards for a touchdown. We look like we in for a blowout. <laughs> ben Davis puts up 28 unanswered. 30, 28 unanswered on the boy, 35 unanswered on the boy, and, and going on to win it 42-20 over North Central. Nuts. Big shout to my man, Jawan Swanson, for keeping his head, doing what he needs to do, Getting back in the lineup and playing ball. Now, let's move on. Carmel beat the brakes off Lawrence Central 48 to nothing. Center Grove Cathedral. You had number one Center Grove in 6A playing number one Cathedral in 5A for the de facto state championship, all the marbles, bragging rights, etc. down at Ray Skillman Stadium. 14 seconds left. Taven Jackson hits my man Trent V on a 14-yard touchdown. They end up beating them 17-13. Now, boys is looking sideways at 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 uh at Peoples this this morning, the head coach at Cathedral. They up 13-10 with a minute 14 left, fourth and one. Center Grove got no timeouts. He got to go for it. He went for it. He just wish he could have called a different play. But you can't be mad at the boy for going for it because he gets the first down ball games over because Center Grove can't stop the clock. Got to give Coach Eric Moore and company crazy prop, Taven Jackson crazy prop for going on a 56-yard drive, scoring drive at the end of the ball game. And, and nobody panicked. So, big shout to Cinder Grove, the boys on the south side of town. Greenwood put in work. Lawrence North beats Pike 31-7. Hey, next week they start sectionals. <coughs> I might I might try to peek through the window. Hey, this, this COVID got me all messed up, bro. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be out in about in the crowds trying to hang out. The numbers are going nuts. I just don't understand how boys is comfortable getting around, moving around, and shaking. I'm just not 
playing with you boys right now. Not like that. Now, so let's talk about, got to give crazy props to the L.A. Lakers for winning their 17th NBA title this week. 17th. Tied with the Boston Celtics. Unbelievable run. But you got a hey, let's 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 talk real. Let's keep it real. All the haters out here still trying to discredit the championship simply because LeBron James won a championship. So every, all the haters got their hater full costume on with complete with the water spitting flower and the big shoes. Clowning. Saying that they not haters. But everything come out of their mouth is haterism. When a dude tell you that the bubble wasn't legit, he upset because he was rooting against LeBron and LeBron won. That's what he really want to say, but he can't say it out loud, so he tried to mask it by saying the bubble was a joke. The bubble wasn't real. It, 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 that, that's foolishness. They play the fifth seed. You know, when people start saying that, that's just, just understand that they're really saying, I wanted LeBron to lose, and the Dunn didn't, so I got to find all kind of ways to justify this foolishness in my head because I'm upset that the Dunn won. Because how can it be a joke or the Clippers didn't want to be there? Well, that's the Clippers' fault. Clippers didn't want to be there. That's the Clippers' turmoil. We knew that there was turmoil in the locker room in the, with the Clippers in January. Come on. Anybody following this game, covering this game, know that it was turmoil in their locker room in January. That boys wasn't feeling Kawhi in January because Kawhi was taking breaks, doing what he wanted to do. He ain't step up and, and talk. He's not a leader per se, but he want to do what he want to do, and boys was upset about it. It's all coming out now, but boys knew about that in January. So don't give me the excuse that the, the Clippers didn't show up. How is it a joke if all 22 teams showed up in the bubble, 16 teams made the playoff, right? They all played 505 basketball. They all played on 96 feet of court. They all shot on 10-foot rims. Everybody showed up with their teams and trainers, etc., and played the game. Everybody played without fans. And everybody was stuck in a bubble for three months. If everybody played under the same conditions, then it's legit. Doesn't matter that the fans weren't there. You can't say, well, if the fans, yeah, the fans are a factor. Yes, and traveling is a factor. And hanging out at the strip clubs is a factor. All those things contribute to wins and losses, etc. But if everybody's playing under the same rules, the same guidelines, the same protocols, don't start telling me that it ain't legit because the done that you wanted to see lose won. That's called haterism 101. <laughs> they teaching that in college now. <laughs> In case you don't understand the definition of haterism, that's what it is. Just say, hey, man, I don't like that done. He getting, he getting close to my man that I'm emotionally connected to. 
And that's all it is. Duns are emotionally connected to Jordan, especially Duns in their 30s and especially in their 40s, mid-40s. Because it, at the time that Jordan was the hottest, they were in high school, 91 and 96. All the 40, 41 to 46, 47 years old, all them Duns, they emotionally connected. They, they remember skipping class and going to get the new Jordans. And how the new joys made them feel when they put them on and put on a new outfit. I get it. I get it. You, 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 you emotionally connected to this done. So there's nothing I can say to you to tell you that this is not the greatest basketball player we're seeing right now. He, Mikey, because you didn't really see Mike when Mike was getting the brakes beat off of him from uh, 84 to 90. It wasn't until you got to high school then you saw that Don was winning because he was on the best team six times. You forgot what Mike was doing or didn't see what Mike was doing when he was on bad team. Before Scottie Pippen showed up, you ain't see that Don was one and nine in the playoffs. Couldn't get his team over 500 in the regular season. You, you didn't see that, right? You, 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 all you saw was he was on the best team, and by the time he got on the best team, he started winning. But it's all about what you did when you wasn't on the best team. And for all the Duns that'll say, hey, well, Jordan was 6-0 in the finals. Well, I know he was 6-0, but just because he was 6-0 in the finals doesn't mean he's the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. I mean, he was a part of the best team in the league six times. Because I saw what he did on bad teams. And on bad teams, Mike scored a lot of points, but never helped him win. Because Mike wasn't concerned about winning. Mike was concerned about scoring points. I remember when Phil Jackson took over in Chicago. And boys, boy, a lot of boys don't remember this because they're young. And they, 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 they didn't see it. They didn't see Phil Jackson told him, hey, look, you can win scoring championships all day long. But if you want to start winning NBA championships, you got to listen to me. You got to make your teammates better. You got to start being a team player. LeBron's always been a team player. Distribute the ball first. Make the, make the best basketball play, etc." We saw LeBron. Let's think about this. We saw LeBron get drafted into the NBA and go to the worst franchise in the league at 18 years old with a bad culture of losing and being accepting of losing. And at 18 years old, he was the franchise player. Think about it. He walked into a locker room. Of grown men. Now, I've been covering the NBA for 10 years. There are grown men in the locker room. There are guys in there, 26, 27, 28, 30, 33, 34 years old sometimes, 35-year-old cats on teams. 18-year-old kid walks in, and day one is the franchise player on the team of guys that are 30, 31, 32 years old. Where the 31 and 32 year olds gotta start following the 18 year olds. Think about that. 
within four years, this 22-year-old kid has taken the worst team in the league, and now they got the best record in the league and into the finals. They get swept by the 2007 San Antonio Spurs, when at the time were rated as the second best team to ever play in the NBA behind the 72 and 10 Bulls. Look it up. You can pull it up. I ain't got to pull it up. I, I lived it. I saw it. Right? But all you young cats that's, that's, that's looking at got go look it up. At the time, before there was Golden State and all these other teams, the San Antonio Spurs with Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Parkley, Parker, all them cats, they were listed as the number two best team ever Behind the 72 and 10 Bulls, he got swept. But the Jordan fan will look at it and say, that done lost in the finals. He got swept in the finals. But won't look at Michael Jordan not even getting out the first round in the East that was terrible back in that day. 84, 85, 86, the East was terrible. There were two teams. All the way, the East was always terrible. But it was really terrible during that period of time. There were two teams in the East. Boston Celtics and the Detroit Pistons. That's it. Don't try to lie to me and tell me that there were better teams in the East because there wasn't. And the reason I say that, I go back to the numbers. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you the facts. The numbers say that the East was terrible. In 1986, I'm going to use that as an example. The Chicago Bulls, the year Michael Jordan broke his foot and then came back and scored the 63 points in the Garden. The Chicago Bulls made the playoffs, winning 30 games. They lost 52 games that season and still made the playoffs. How many teams make the playoffs today winning 30 games? And they were AFC. So that means that there were eight other teams in the East that won less than 30 games. But you're trying to tell me that the East was strong because they was fighting every time you turn around. And that's another argument I, I got to talk about. The Dunn that says, well, Today's basketball, this is the softest era of basketball. That's why LeBron is destroying these cats because these guys are soft. And, they're, and, and they're, in their mind, they're soft because they're not allowed to fight anymore. Well, back in the day when they was fighting, that wasn't called basketball. It was called fighting. It was called street fighting. It was MMA before MMA became MMA. That's not basketball. That was fighting. That's like being out on the court in the hood fighting. That ain't basketball. So to try to equate errors of being soft versus hard because they were allowed to fight is ignorant. And cats at that time could fight in a game and not get ejected, not get suspended. You can't just haul off and foul the boy while he was waiting on the rebound 
like you saw Robert Parrish do a, a BLM bill, a, a bird, any of these. Nick Dunn is standing there trying to get a rebound. A boy just ride up on him and found him. But you're telling me that that's basketball. That's a street fight. That ain't basketball. So to say that that is, is a soft era, and, and what blows my mind is LeBron's 6'9", 260 pounds. He bigger than anybody that played in that era but Carl Malone. Bigger, stronger, faster than anybody. And what blows me my mind again about these dudes that's hate on the NBA today, these old heads and these young dudes that's been brainwashed by the old heads, is a dude to tell me that these dudes out here, these young cats can't play no basketball. These young cats that's playing right now are more talented than they've ever been in the history of the NBA. The average height in the NBA right now is six foot seven. And everybody can shoot the three and handle the ball. You got seven footers all over the league that can handle the ball and shoot the three. But you're telling me they got two eyes that can see this, and you can see the same thing. Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, you name them. All them dudes can handle the ball, shoot the three, play all over the floor, on the perimeter, etc. But you're telling me that a guy like Patrick Ewing, that can't do nothing but put his back to the basket and play, when he get a rebound, he looking for a done to give it to because he can't dribble. But you're telling me that that era of basketball is better than this era because they can fight. Makes no sense. You, you, you're not even making sense when you, when you make that argument. Guys can play everywhere. And you're telling me that a guy that can play one position, Michael Jordan, he played was a two-guard. He didn't, play the, he didn't play the one, he didn't play the three, the four, or the five. Don't tell me that he could have played those positions, because he never did. Because if he could have played those positions, he would have. I'm watching a guy that could play all five and guard all five. Not because he could. I've seen him do it, and you've seen him do it. He does it every night. He switches all positions every night. All over the floor depending upon where they need him in the situation that they need him. He leads his team in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. I saw the done in the finals. Lead both teams in 2016, playing against a team full of Hall of Famers, down 3-1 against Golden State. Lead both teams in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. I never saw Michael Jordan do that. We're talking about all-around basketball player. We're talking about playing the game. Now, if you sit and argue with me and say, Mike is the GOAT, and I'm going to say, yes, Mike is the GOAT. Mike is the GOAT just like Muhammad Ali is the GOAT. Muhammad Ali's impact on the sport and on the world makes him the GOAT. But Muhammad Ali ain't the best boxer I've ever seen. I saw a lot of boxers. I saw Muhammad Ali box. I saw all these other. Muhammad Ali is not a better boxer than Floyd Mayweather, pound for pound. 
He's not a better boxer than Sugar Ray Leonard, pound for pound. He's not a better boxer than Mike Tyson was pound for pound. There's about four or five cats that I can say are better boxers than Muhammad Ali. But Muhammad Ali is the GOAT because of his impact. Michael Jordan's the same way. Because of his impact on the game of basketball, fashion, shoes, Jordan brand, his impact is global. He put the game of basketball globally on the map with the 92 Dream Team, and he was the face of the Dream Team. Mike, of course, is the GOAT. You can't argue his influence over the game of basketball. But Mike ain't the greatest player we've ever seen. Because if you take Mike in every piece of his career, Mike was only successful in six years of his career. Yeah, he won a championship, but Mike was on the best team six times. When Mike wasn't on the best team, Mike wasn't getting to the finals. Mike wasn't winning championships. He wasn't even getting close to the finals when he wasn't on the best team. So you got to put take all that in consideration. LeBron wasn't always on the best team. They say, oh, he's 4-10, 4-6 in the finals. Yeah, he's 4-6 in the finals, but he wasn't on the best team every time he showed up in the finals. You, he get more credit for going to the finals than Mike get for winning the championship because Mike was on the best team. When Mike, when Mike was on bad teams, First of all, before Scottie Pippen got there, Mike was one and one in, in nine in the in the playoffs. One and nine. Think about that. Wasn't couldn't get his team over five hundred. Was barely making the playoffs when he made the playoffs on bad team. You put LeBron. You can put LeBron on any team in the league, and he taking them done to the championship. Now they may not win the championship because they may not be the best team. A la two thousand three when they showed up. In, in the in the finals against the, the the Spurs, they weren't the best team. The only time they were a better team that he lost, that they lost, it was the first year they got together in Miami. They didn't have the chemistry that they needed, and Dallas did. Dallas ended up winning that series when Dallas shouldn't have won that series. If you want to put that on his resume as the flag, put it on his put it on his flag, and they should have won even without the chemistry that they needed. They should have won because they were, they were a better team. They, they, were, they had more talent. But outside of that, the only other time he was favored was this year. <laughs> he, when they beat OKC, when they lost to Dallas, that's it. That's it. All the other teams, they weren't supposed, they weren't supposed to beat Golden State when they beat Golden State. Golden State was loaded. They weren't supposed to beat Golden State. They weren't supposed to beat San Antonio when they lost to San Antonio at the last time in Miami. They weren't supposed to beat win that win that. They had Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, Kawhi, and D Wade was hurt. Knees were shot. He resurrected D-Wade's career, added another five, six, seven years to D-Wade's career. Chris Bosh was what didn't show up at all in that series. The better team was San Antonio. 
Mike wasn't ever in a situation where he wasn't on the best team when he showed up in the finals. Mike had, let's 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 lay it down. Mike had the best three-point shooter in the league, statistically. Steve Kerr, he only scored six points a game. They didn't need him to score any more than that. But when they needed him to hit big shots, he hit big shots. They had the best player in the league in Michael Jordan. They had the best coach in the league. They had the best international player in the world in Tony Kukoc. And they had the best rebounder over the course of those six. You know, Robin was only there for three of them. But think about this. Once they won the championship three times in a row, they went out and got the best rebounder in the league. But you're telling me that LeBron is trying to stack teams and the Bulls weren't. doesn't matter whether Michael Jordan was the face of the stacking or Jerry Krause and, and, and the front office did it. It was done and it was okayed and approved by Michael Jordan. So it's the same thing. Stop hating. Stop being the hater and saying, oh, because right now you all know that because the Lakers won this championship, <clears throat> Every free agent with any sense and it's available to come is going to try to run into L.A. Just like, well, you know, you hear the rumors now that Chris Paul might be the guy they bring in. They need a shooter more than they need Chris Paul. But they get a shooter like a J.J. Redick or Eric Gordon or somebody of that magnitude that's come off the bench and put and shoot that thing. They, the league is in trouble, but everybody will say, oh, they stacking the team. They're going out and putting teams together. It's always been stacked teams. It's always been super teams. Stop with this foolishness. Nobody wins a championship by themselves. Like the Dunn that put together a, a, a Facebook post the other day, it had four rings on it, and it had, it was like LeBron's hand. So it had Kyrie, the bubble, AD next to it, you know, next to the ring, uh, uh, you know, giving him, them, like, like he wasn't the one without these guys. So take the same picture of Michael Jordan's rings and put Pippen, 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 and then put Phil on all them joints, and then on three of them put Dennis Rodman's name on there. You know what I mean? Because that's just that's the that's the ignorance I'm talking about. Everybody has to have somebody. Shaq, Kobe, Kobe, Shaq, Kobe, Gasol, Dr. J, Moses Malone, the big old Kareem, Kareem and Magic, Magic and Worthy. I mean, come on. I mean, you you could I could go down the list. Tim Duncan and Kawhi, Tim Duncan and Manu and Akeem and Clyde. Come on, man. Everybody has to, has to win with somebody. You can't win by yourself. The only person, come on, man. The only person to ever get close to winning by himself is LeBron. You saw that done take bums. 2003 Cavs took them done to the finals. You can't name four cats on that team. <laughs> he went to the finals with Ed Snow. Booby Gibson, Anderson Varejao. Come on, bro. He went to the finals with Matthew Dellavedova when when uh, Kawhi was hurt. Come on. J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert. Do you realize that the year they went to the finals with those Duns, 
J.R. Smith and Iman Shepard half the season played for the Knicks. They got traded in December for a second-round pick. They put both them duns in a box and traded them for a second-round pick in 2019. Remember, it's December 2015. They gave him a second-round pick in 2019 for both of them. That means they gave them duns away for us from sugar water and some funyuns. Because the 2019 second-round pick probably didn't even make the team. You don't even know who that is. And guess what? J.R. Smith got $52 million contract because of LeBron after the doggone finals. He got that done more money than he ever thought he was going to make because his career should have been over. And guess what? The Dunn got another ring this year. But you will tell me that LeBron does not make his teammates better. When he just won a championship, yes, he had AD, but look at the rest of the roster. He playing with a cast of characters. He went to the land of misfit toys and got them done, and they put that doggone roster together in a overnight and won a championship with it. Alex Caruso, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Come on, bro. That's who he won with. Nobody was talking about those guys, and nobody will be talking about those guys once they leave and don't play with LeBron again. Look at Tristan Thompson. That day he won a championship with Tristan Thompson. Have you heard anything about Tristan Thompson since that done left Cleveland? No. But he he's not making his teammates better. All those things play a factor in being the best basketball player we've ever seen. The best basketball player we've ever seen plays all over the floor, does everything. The Dunn is number three all-time in scoring. Number eight all-time in assists, and he's not a, a point guard per, by trade. He's 13th in steals, 48th in rebounds, and he's not a center all-time. But you're telling me he's not the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. He's not the GOAT because the GOAT influence makes him the GOAT. The fact that Mike got boys over here acting like Trump supporters and riding with everything, anything, and, and making up stuff means he's the GOAT because his influence is, is powerful. You can't, you can't go past that influence. So he's the GOAT. I'm not arguing he ain't the GOAT because he got boys shook out here. They emotionally connected big time. And you, so when you can't erase that, he the GOAT. But he's not the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. And stop with the lies when you tell me, oh, Mike, he's 6-0. Six, he's 6-0, six and, oh, and LeBron is 4-6. and six. And I asked the question, well, who did Mike play in the finals? I saw, we, we saw who LeBron played in the finals. It's not apples to apples. All the dudes say, oh, Mike played 20 Hall of Famers. Well, he probably played 20 Hall of Famers during the course of his career. He probably paid 20 All of Famers to get to the finals. But when he got to the finals, only done beat nine Hall of Famers. And, and, and that's when you add up cast that he played twice. In the finals, he beat Magic and Vladdy Divas with the Lakers. Carl Malone and John Stockton with the Jazz twice. Because we got to count them because he played them twice. So that's four, right? 
with those two. He beat Gary Payton with Seattle, Charles Barkley with Phoenix, and Clyde Drexler with Portland. That's a total of nine Hall of Famers. Right? Well, LeBron has played 26, and you can add one more, 27, with Jimmy Butler, because Jimmy Butler will, when he's done, he going to the Hall of Fame. All these dudes are not in the Hall of Fame right now because they still playing. He played 26 Hall of Famers in the finals. Mike played nine in the finals. He played 26. Now add Jimmy Butler 27 in the finals. He's beaten 10 or 11 in four championships. Who had a tougher role? Come on, man. So let's break it down. LeBron had to play. He beat, on the other hand, he's beaten James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook with OKC in 2012. Follow me. He beat Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Kawhi with San Antonio in 13. He beat the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green in 2016. Don't discount Draymond, because Draymond going to the Hall of Fame because the Dunn was an integral part of that championships in Golden State. It's one of the best teams ever played the game. He was an integral part of that. Defensive genius at that point. He, he did his rhyming all over again in terms of defense, playing on that team and helping them win championship. So don't act like that done right now. And he just beat Jimmy Butler. Don't tell me Jimmy Butler ain't going to be a Hall of Famer. It's a whole bunch of duns in the Hall of Fame. Go pull up the Hall of Fame rosters, and you tell me Jimmy Butler ain't going to be a Hall of Famer when he's done. They all not in the Hall of Fame right now because they play. So you telling me that Mike faced better competition than LeBron did with less. Because, again, Mike showed up in the finals every year. When he showed up, he was on the best team in the league. Mike, LeBron ain't never been on the best team in the league when he won the championship. Think about it. That's just, think about it. Except for when he, when, he, when he won in Miami when he beat OKC. The two years he won, the back-to-backs, they was, he was on the best team in the league. Those other ones, he wasn't, fi- he wasn't favored. He wasn't favored. The, f- the best team is favored. This year, he was favored in the finals, but was he on the best team in the league? <laughs> no. The best team in the league didn't even show up in the finals. <laughs> the best team in the league didn't even show up because they, they making excuses talking about they didn't want to be in the doggone boat. Best team in the league was the Clippers. But we never got a chance to see the Clippers play in the finals because the Duns imploded. So were they really the best team in the league? I'm just asking a question. And I'm saying, stop hating, bruh. Just stop hating. Mike is the GOAT because of his influence. But Mike ain't the greatest basketball player we've ever seen play. Not by, not by a long shot is he the best player. And this Dunn is doing what he's doing. In year 17, he's still rolling. His game ain't even fell off. 
because he got so many tools in the toolbox, he won't fall off. Like we saw a significant fall off of Mike's game. We saw that done play in, in Washington. Don't act like that done didn't play in Washington. We saw Kobe at the end of his career with no first step because their games were predicated upon a first step and their ability to shoot the ball. When you got no legs and you got no first step, your game drastically changes. LeBron, because he's a distributor first, game is maturing like fine wine. So now he don't have to score all the points. He never has tried to score all the points. He want to get everybody involved, make everybody better. That's a better basketball player. Is he a better shooter? A better scorer? Yes. And here's the reason why. Look at the numbers. He got a better shooting percentage than Mike, both from the field and the three-point shot. Throws more assists. Has more rebounds and steals. I mean, no, not steals. Mike is third in steals. But once he over, he gonna be there too. But you look at the numbers. LeBron is 13th right now. Jordan was third. You got to give Jordan his prop. Jordan 31, 30.12 points per game. You know why Jordan scored so many points per game? Because the dime was gunning. He had more shot attempts than anybody in the league during the every year he played. Look it up. If you're shooting more than anybody, you're going you're gonna to eventually score more points. Because you're shooting the ball, you're taking more shot attempts. Is that making your team better? Not until Scottie Pippen showed up. Not until Phil Jackson showed up. Wasn't making the team better. He was losing. Michael scored 63 points in the garden, though, but he'll lose. I'm just saying, that doesn't make him a better basketball player. Hey, it's your man, Jay Graves. For the JGravesReport.com, you can hit me up on Twitter at JGravesReport so you can holler at your boy. And also remember that this segment is presented by Wingstop Shelby Street at 7711 South Shelby Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, just north of the Greenwood Park Mall. And tell them Jay Boogie sent